I don't think there's two things in the world that uh, don't go together more than Game 7 and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We here at the Expansion Buddies really admire a man's haircut. There's two things we love here at the Expansion Buddies. We love our sports, but we love our Kyles even more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. We are uh, now getting into the middle of June. Summer finally feels like it's here, and I am not a fan. It's very hot here, Justin. How about over there? Uh, it rained all day today, so it's actually pretty pretty nice out right now. Lucky. Lucky. But, uh, yeah, besides the heat, uh, summer being here is kind of exciting for you because school's done now right it is although i'm still doing some summer like um camps i guess is what you'd call them like uh, this week we're doing knife making just kind of fun things sweet uh way more exciting than in the classroom stuff maybe for the students anyway yeah yeah it's fun stuff awesome awesome so uh, big news going on in the sports world right now. Uh, did you hear that LeBron James is going to be switching back to number six instead of number 23? I did not hear that, nor do I care if I'm being perfectly honest. Oh, is that not the biggest news that went down this week? I kind of thought it was the way ESPN was covering it. Oh, well, ESPN is known for their tip-top reporting and their tip-top hot take shows, which is all they're filled with these days. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know any better, uh, you'd think LeBron James switching up his number, going back to the old number six, was uh, the next story of the year. But uh, a little something else went on this week in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have heard of uh, Julio Jones and how- uh, uh, The name rings a bell. Yeah, he, you know, you might be familiar with the guy. If you're not, you will be. Uh, he's a Tennessee Titan now. Yeah, he is. And it was, once again, a round of applause to you, sir. Good call. Because a few episodes ago, you nailed it. Yes, I uh, am an oracle, if you did not know. I foresee things that have not yet happened. So Just the- kidding. Um, it was more or less a, a lucky, educated guess. But here, let, let's let's take it back, all right? Since we've started this show, I can count three big ones that you've called uh, that you pretty much nailed. You got Carson Wentz going to the Colts. You uh-huh. got this one. But if you remember back in March Madness, you actually called the Ohio Bobcats first-round upset. Uh, yeah, let's. <laughs> but I also got a lot of things wrong in that, too. I don't know, man. Those are three big ones. You might be the, uh, you might have your crystal ball over there. Are you cheating doing this? It's kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, well, what can I say? I, uh, I use all tools at my disposal. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Julio, Tennessee, initial thoughts. Um, Tennessee might be rather scary this year because they have the King Derek Henry, of course, who is a you know force to be reckoned with? You know, we saw teams in the playoffs kind of get his read where they just stuffed the box and they kind of stopped him. Um, but now you have a pretty dang scary 
tandem of wide receivers on the Titans with Julio Jones, who has time and again kind of proven himself. Um, and then you have him playing across from AJ Brown, who had a remarkable season this past year. Yeah, AJ Brown uh, really felt like he was coming into his own for sure. Uh, I I kind of have had the feeling of the Titans that they've been a perennial playoff contender over the last couple of years. Now I think they're div- the division favorite, uh, and I think they could be one of the teams that makes it to the AFC title game. Uh, possibly, you know, there's still a lot of talent in the AFC, yeah. but uh, adding Julio Jones, their offense for sure is going to be scary with Derrick Henry. I mean, he led the league last year in almost every category uh, you can think of for rushing. Um, and, and then AJ Brown, like you mentioned, excellent wide receiver that they already had and now getting Julio man and he said he wanted to go somewhere that uh, with a quarterback who had a really good arm and that could deliver a deep ball and say what you will about Tannehill the dude can sling it uh it's not always the most accurate maybe but he can sure fire it yeah what I think his like deep ball accuracy is like in the mid 30 percents whereas um Matt Ryan's is like in the mid 20s so it's it's a it is an upgrade. I, I don't know if it's the upgrade that he was maybe hoping for, but mm-hmm. it's I, a, mean, I think it is an upgrade. And plus, he's going to have in Tennessee what he never had really in Atlanta, where he's going to – he's not going to be the only guy. Because when I think of Atlanta, I think of, you know, on that offense, Julio Jones was – was the big threat in my opinion he was the big one calvin ridley was there he but he was he's so young still starting out his career that you know he wasn't uh i wouldn't say he was a true number two yet in atlanta but yeah you're right he is gonna have that and the other thing i think he's gonna have that at least lately he hasn't had in atlanta is a, a good coaching staff Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Vrabel's an excellent coach. Uh, yeah, he he is a player coach, and I think uh, he has really got that Titan teams Titans team behind him right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a little stat that jumped out the page at me when I was doing a little research for this story is uh, going back to Tannehill. He actually led the NFL last year in comeback wins of all quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had five of them. And it just makes me wonder when you ha- when you add a talent like Julio now, ha- how you'd imagine that there's less games the Titans are going to have to come back in, you know? Yeah, um, I I do wonder how much of that is, you know, the scheme that they're running and who the, he's got around him. Which I mean, that's that's obviously good. You know, you're supposed to put tools around a quarterback to help him succeed, and how much of that is his own quarterbacking ability? I I think it's a tough to say just because of Tannehill's rough history in the league so far on what is truly Tannehill and what is, you know, the offensive scheme of the team. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, Tannehill, he's, he reminds me very much uh, of Matt Stafford, at least in the way I think he's thought about by fans, you know, 
I think that, you know, they, he's a guy that you look at him, you understand his talent, you understand that he has it. Although I will say with Stafford up until now, uh, I think the main thing talked about was he, you felt like he was held back by the team around him. I don't think you can say that about Tannehill. So that's not necessarily what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a solid quarterback. I think that just gets overlooked a lot is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think, um, you know, he's really gotten a comeback opportunity and has made the most of it. I mean, you know, he was basically, I think, written off after his tenure with the Dolphins and being able to come back, make it, a, you know, what now two, two or three back-to-back playoff appearances? Like that's, that's really saying something. Yeah, and two years ago, run to the AFC Championship where, yeah. remind, you know, they had a 10-point lead on the Chiefs at one point. Uh, the Titans, like I said, they're a perennial playoff contender, but I'm going to ask you, where do you think this move puts them in the landscape of the AFC now? Where it puts the Titans? Yeah. Um, I think they're going to definitely be jockeying for that top spot in their division, for sure. I am potentially optimistic about the Colts. I was going to say the division has to come down to Tennessee and Indy, right? Like the other two oh, aren't going to, yeah. the other two aren't going to compete. There, there is no chance that, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't foresee the other two doing much of anything. Least, least of all the Texans. Yeah. I, the way I see this division shaking out, you know, still we're in June, but uh, I see Tennessee winning it, maybe edging out the Colts. Uh, to take the division, then you got Indy right there as a as a uh, wild card team behind him, and then you've got Jacksonville at three and Houston at the bottom. Yeah. That being said, I think Jacksonville is going to be a competitive third. I think they have uh, they have got the foundations for a fairly strong team. I I don't know that I'm sold on Urban Meyer as a head coach in the NFL. Um, we'll see what he does, but. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a promising young quarterback. We've seen promising young quarterbacks fail before, but we're not going to get into that right now. But he is supposed to be the man, you know. Um, and all things considered, I'm I'm actually excited to see Tebow come back. I've always kind of thought he should deserve another shot. He really, I think, got screwed over um, after he was traded by the Broncos to the Jets. Because the Jets put him in like special They used him wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really cool that Tebow's getting a chance to come back. You know, not a lot of guys get that. Hey man, but if he if he, Tebow, he is built like a tight end. He's been working out. He, he, Dude, he, have you seen that man's freaking bicep? Oh my god. Bigger than my head, I'm sure. I <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's got the looks of a tight end for sure. I'm interested to see what training camp this summer will bring and what it looks like on the field. But yeah, he's got he's off to a good start. Yeah, um, I definitely think – I don't know that he'll be a dominant tight end, but I think he is big enough, physical enough that he will make the cut. Um, and besides that, the, the Jags don't necessarily have a lot of – high-end talent at uh at tight end the only that i one that i can really think of right now is oh o'shaughnessy mm-hmm. um who i thought was all right but 
past couple of years, he's been getting hurt. So yeah, that team's going to need some time to gel. Uh, they've yeah. got potential talent there. They just need to put it together. But if someone had told you a year ago from today, Hey, in exactly 365 days, Tim Tebow is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar and Julio Jones is going to be a Tennessee Titan and Andrew or not Andrew Luck, excuse me. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to be an Indianapolis Colt. Uh, this division got kind of wild in the span. Of yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, I think this division has had the biggest, the biggest facelift, I guess, is the way I'd put it. Three of the um, teams did. No, I would argue the Texans had a facelift. It was just a bad facelift. It was like a botched nose job kind of deal. Because, <laughs> like, adding to that, if you had asked me a year ago today where I thought Deshaun Watson would be or what his current legacy might be, I would not have guessed this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think this division has just totally gone undergone a total basic uh, – image shift honestly if that makes any sort of sense for sure you know in years past at least when i've thought of the afc south they were never super exciting to me you know none of the four teams ever really were that exciting to me but now i mean i'm excited about this titans team i'm excited about the flashes i think we're going to see from jacksonville the colts feel like a steady you know, they're, they're I, I will say, I think I'm actually really excited for Colts football this year. I, I am excited to see what Carson Wentz can potentially do um, on, on a new team, change of scenery kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this was maybe outside of JJ Watt to the Cardinals. I think this Julio Jones thing was the move of the off season now, you know? Yeah. It, it's rather large. I will say, um, and I don't know the dollars and cents of it, but I am a little bit, I don't know. I feel a little split, I guess would be the way to put it, on the fact that they released Corey Davis to sign Julio Jones a little bit later. Because Corey Davis had, had has kind of had a, an uprising in, in ability these past he, he was important for them last year. Yeah, he he had a you know a really good year. He was about a thousand yards receiving, five touchdowns. Um and you know is still a fairly young player, younger than Julio at least. So I'm I'm a little curious at why they went that route instead of maybe keeping and signing Corey Davis fifth year option. Um but that being said, maybe they were waiting to see what they got out of the draft. And then this Julio thing happened. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, I think every team should have been looking at Julio. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess we'll see with this Corey Davis thing, how it plays out with him in New York now with the Jets. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I did read too, where Tannehill uh, restructured his contract, worked with the team to, to make a little room money-wise for Julio, which I think was a, good move. I mean, obviously a guy like Tannehill is going to recognize the talent he has coming in at wide receiver. Um, they're going to be an exciting football team to watch this year. And I, like I said, I, I now see them as uh, legitimate contenders to reach the AFC title game. Uh, maybe even win it. Although there is a lot of, a lot of talent in the AFC right now, a lot of scary teams, but 
The Titans just got a lot better. Yes. Uh, let's flip it to the Falcon side of things. Uh, they got a lot worse and I didn't know that was possible <laughs> for a team like them. Uh, I'll let you speak on this first since that is a division foe. How does it feel to have Julio out of the NFC South? And what do you expect, if anything, from this Falcons team? Yeah, I really, um, I expect not a lot. I think they actually would have had a fighting chance at doing something this this next year had they kept Julio. Um, I think, you know, with the addition of Kyle Pitts, you know, that could have helped kind of jumpstart that offense, but now you're down, you know, that's all you have. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I, I do respect, I like Matt Ryan, but I think, you know, he has had statistically, um, some good, some good years after his, his Super Bowl run, but those statistics don't, equal out to team winning yeah it doesn't equate to playoff appearances and yeah which i think maybe he's kind of stuck now in a a throwing it back to stafford kind of a stafford rut where he can put up great numbers but the team isn't succeeding whether well i mean they just fired their head coach not that long ago whether it's coaching or it's talent or it's whatever but now he's kind of stuck. And with the loss of Julio, I don't know that it's, it, it's possible for him as a quarterback to get his career back on track or to get where he wants to go. I shouldn't say get back on track, but to get where he wants to go with the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Falcons are definitely in – rebuilding years right now it feels like I mean you don't trade away your best player that your franchise has had in a long time if you're not uh, rebuilding um and as far as losing Leo he was on his way out I mean this is not surprising uh speaking of the whole Skip and Shannon thing we mentioned a few weeks ago Julio did confirm he did not know he was on the air when that happened um so shocker there Uh, shocker those two are Never mind. Journal journalistic integrity. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something, something, lack of it. Uh, but you know, it, it it wasn't, I will say it wasn't as ugly as it could have been, you know. No. Although that whole stunt really shot the Falcons in the foot, if you think about it. Because once everybody knew Julio wanted out, like publicly, like they had the Falcons had like no leverage. Like, hey, well, we can. I and mean, we don't have to trade him. We could just keep him and he'll play with us. They had none of that leverage. Like I, they were just like shot in the foot. It's like, exactly. I, I think I read, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think a team even offered up a first round pick for him. No, in I think it was all talks. seconds and thirds. And for someone like Julio, even if he is a bit older, but wide receiver is crazy. Even if he hasn't been producing touchdowns the past couple of years, like, like uh you might want um he's produced he's, yards he's a first round like, talent crazy i mean he is a first round talent yeah um yeah that and that that was kind of something that i thought was insane that he was there no one even offered up 
a first round pick, but it's like you said, the Falcons had no leverage after that. I mean, when it, when the cards were all out on the table, uh, everyone knew he wanted out. Uh, the Falcons knew that they were getting to a point where they just kind of needed to get rid of him for whatever. And uh, this is the result you get. So uh, Tennessee not only got a good one, they kind of got a steal of a good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the Falcons are the Falcons. They're going to do what they're going to do. I think they're going to be the bottom feeders of the division for, you know, at least a few more years. Um, I'm going to enjoy the Buccaneers time on, you know. On top of that. I, I don't know that we're going to be on the top of the pile. I, I never discount the Saints just because I respect Sean Payton way too much to do that. But, you know. You mean Kevin think- James? Yeah, I mean Kevin James. Excuse me. How could I forget? <laughs> um, but dang. And yeah. then I I don't know what to expect from Carolina right now. <laughs> yeah, that, they're, they're a bit of a dark horse to me. Yeah, that is that is for sure a discussion for another day because I don't know what to make of them either. Uh, flipping it back to Tennessee, do you think this is going to change? what the Titans do from a schematic standpoint offensively where, I mean, Derrick Henry led the league in touches last year and in yards by a country mile. So obviously Tennessee has been a run first team. Do you think they're going to continue to feed Henry that much? I mean, I I wouldn't switch that part of it up too much. No, I think there are definitely going to be some things that change though. Cause if you look at the, the coaching structure, their offensive coordinator is now a Falcons coach. I think maybe he, I think he might be the head coach, actually. I might, I might be wrong on that, but he is, you know, no longer there. So something's going to change because I think every, you know, offensive coordinator is going to put their own juju on it. But I, I can't even kind of imagine why Vrabel would hire anybody that's not going to keep with the same mindset that he has for the team. And that mindset better be feed Henry. Absolutely. I mean, that I can't imagine a formula in which that is not the, uh, not the solution. So uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but the good news for Tennessee is if they find themselves in positions in games now where feeding Henry is no longer a uh, logical option. Like if they're behind by so much and it's getting late game, you now have, you know, pretty good weapons through the air on both sides of the field. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has, or Tannehill definitely has safety valves for sure for sure so uh outside of football you've been watching anything exciting um not really um to be perfectly honest although I have been paying attention to hockey where the Canadians I was gonna say how about Montreal how about Montreal, brother? Holy Ford cow. Sweep in Winnipeg. They're the last uh, Canadian team standing now. Lately. Yeah. The the Winnipeg Jets, who, may I remind you, swept in the first round, got swept by the Canadians. Yeah, and, and they, lost, uh, they lost their one player. I cannot remember his name right now for that dirty hit in game one. He got suspended yeah. for the remainder of the series, as he should have. That was an abhorrent hit. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that that is the reason that Montreal was able to win all four games, but who knows, man. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter. 
these Canadians are fun to watch and I'm pulling for them all the way. If I'm being honest, I know your lightning also moved on to the conference finals. Let's go lightning. But if push comes to shove, uh, I have to root for the Canadians. Yeah. Well, you can, you can do whatever you'd like to do. That's it's what a I'm free country. That is what I'm going to do. I was, uh, I'm excited watching this group. Uh, and then how, how about those uh, golden Knights? They're one game. Yeah. From they Nottawa. are one game away, which should that happen, I will never cease to give our one and only Daniel Friedman a never-ending plate of crap. I figured that you were probably pretty excited by the Golden Knights winning. It I am. I'm just there. I'm like rubbing my hands together, just licking my lips like, come on, let's go. They've got the abs on the brink for sure. And then the Islanders have the Bruins on the brink. They do. They do. The Highlanders are. That could be the team the the Lightning play. (laughs) Yes, they are in the playoffs. I can't believe it. (laughs) Uh, They're going deep into the playoffs. So they are. They are. Um, Yeah, it's it's been an interesting um, year for playoffs. What if we have a Tampa Bay, New York Eastern Conference Finals, and a Montreal Vegas Western Conference Finals? That'll be some fun hockey to watch. I, I... Yeah, yeah. And then uh, in basketball, uh, what, how about those Phoenix Suns? Yeah. I'm round of applause for knocking out them. the Lakers in the first round. Uh, when the Lakers lose, I have a very good day. Yeah. So, and I mean, I feel like the same one deserved to lose after the whole rolling on the floor for like a year after his eye got poked. Well, he's got a whole off season now to think about that uh, changing his number, wearing number six again. So uh, let's go, Suns. Let's go, Canadians. Uh, let's go, Lightning. You have the expansion buddy support. Yeah, I am surprised um, right now. The Nets, last I checked, are up two zero on the Bucks. Absolutely dismantled the Bucks in game two. Yeah, that's. I am really surprised the Bucks are not putting up more of a fight. And I really thought they would be. You guys were without James Harden. Yeah, in that second game, that was that was unbelievable. I was getting texts that night from a very upset sibling of mine, uh, who happens to be a Bucks fan, and he was not impressed. Yeah, that's. You know, everybody has given the Nets a lot of crap for being like, oh, you just good all the players. Um, but, you know, when we got people out, we still get it done. So Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a testament to Brooklyn's uh, winning. I mean, that's what the championship Tenacity. There you go. Uh, what a time for you to be a sports fan right now. I was just thinking. I know. Your Bucks just won Super Bowl. The Lightning seem poised to go to their second and maybe win their second consecutive Stanley Cup. The Nets are screaming through the playoffs. Is anything wrong in the sports world of you right now? I have something to call out. Is this where we're doing But I'm just going to say Mariners. (laughs) But I have a call out this week. The Mariners Mariners could be doing better. It sounds like a call out is becoming a new weekly thing right alongside the shout out here. Well... Okay, let's just get right into it. I wanted to talk a bit more about about those teams, but let's get right into it. So I've got a call out. I do you know who the Northwest Arkansas Naturals are? I I do not educate me. They 
they are a double A affiliate of the Royals. Oh, quick question. City Royals. Quick question. Is their logo something worth adding to my obscure baseball hats collection? Um, I don't think so. Okay. All right. It's like a waterfall coming off a mountain. Ah, not worthy. Not worthy of it's no Portland pickles, let's be honest. Yeah, no, it's no gherkins. Let's so okay, go on. Yeah. So I saw this on Twitter last night. Um, a man named Bobby Witt Jr. is up on plate. Got it. They're playing another, you know, affiliate team. And Bobby Witt Jr. absolutely smashes this baseball. 430 feet out to left field. Clearly a home run. You know, kids run, grab the ball. You know, everybody's like, woo! But when he's rounding the bases, the umpire says he does not touch third. And I, this is where my call out comes. Because in the video, it clearly, to me, shows that he hits that home plate. Did I say third earlier? I meant home plate. Yeah. So the umpire calls this. And this 430-yard hit or feet hit goes down as a triple instead of a homer. I – and Bobby Witt Jr. has since replied to the the video of it um, where – and he says, I definitely touched third. And the freaking umpire even comes up and dusts the plate off after he goes across it. To then say, nah, I didn't touch it. So the call out is on this umpire. Yes. Um, umpires have big egos, and I would imagine a double A affiliate umpire feels the need to flex that ego more than maybe MLB umpires do. So that's probably what you were seeing there. But it's ridiculous. I mean, I haven't it's seen ridiculous. the play. I'll take. I would. Word I for would it. definitely watch it. Like there is, there is some. Man, if we if we want to start making it call is, outs, it is a bad call. Like this, this umpire, like, like, oh my gosh, it sounds worthy of a Sports Center not top ten. Um, <laughs> like I was gonna say, if we want to make call outs a regular thing on this show, I'm all for it. A. Eh? Uh, and I have one too. If we want to stay in the spirit, yeah, it might oh, be. Actually, I forgot too. Patrick Mahomes even uh, got in on this. He was like, "Am I missing something here?" And yeah, Ooh, anyway. when Patty M gets in on it, you know it's serious. Well, Patrick Mahomes is uh, isn't he a part owner of the Royals? Yeah, yeah, he and his wife are um, for so sure. He has clearly got investment in this. He and he and Bobby Witt Jr. probably have like barbecues together. Yeah, that makes sense. I forgot you said it was a Royals uh, affiliate. Um, so my call out, it's going to be kind of boring because it's going to be the same team we called out last week. Uh, Major League Baseball. I got Pirates fans, plug your ears. Oh, I got boy, another Pirates. one. Pirates, oh no. Uh, very similar along the lines you were just talking about, actually. Uh, this time I'm calling out the player, though, not the umpire. Uh, Brian Hayes. He may have made Pirates fans forget about the embarrassment of last week uh, because he hit a home run the other night. And as rounding the bases, he did forget to touch first base. And what should have been a home run was ruled an out. Oh, my Lord. Can it get any more painful for Pittsburgh Pirates fans? It's uh, 
it's going to be a brutal rest of the summer over there in the steel city. Again, a dollar a day. We can teach these players how to play their own sports. This is a PSA to any baseball player out there at any level. Uh, If you are listening to us and you jack a home run, touch all the bases. Okay. It's a very easy thing to do. Uh, It's literally in the name baseball. Touch them all so you don't get called out by the ump and then subsequently on this show because we will call you out. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. Uh, let's 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 flip it to uh, positive zone. What's what's your shout out this week? Oh my gosh, I just watched the video. He oh my god, he like bends his foot around the bag. Oh. Anyway, my shout out this week is to Dan Campbell, the. Detroit Lions head coach who has won me over a hundred percent. Is this because of the lion at practice thing? Cause I know he's been trying to do that. I don't know about that, but he had a press conference where he came to the press conference in a racing helmet. Oh boy. Because the city of Detroit asked him to be the, uh, Oh gosh, not the commissioner, but, uh, like the overseer of the, uh, Detroit Grand Prix and so he came in the (laughs) racing helmet to promote that and you know he's a player coach which I I really like player coaches and he's been filling his after I I saw that I like went down a rabbit hole like on him and yeah he's like filled his or his coaching roster with other player coaches it's it's super cool and I um it really seems like he's trying to undo the matt patricia stench Uh, that is left over you know he seems like a very fun guy which is probably good because i don't think his team will be um but he's given fans something to be excited about uh and yes he seems to be quite the opposite of what matt patricia was yeah man so that's your shout out this week yes that is my shout out all right i had a few that i like went between but I digress. It's hard to pick sometimes, man. It was hard for me to pick this week, but I did settle on the James Madison University softball team. And let me tell you why. They made their first ever NCAA tournament appearance uh, this last week. And as an unranked team showing up in their first tournament ever in their very first game, they upset the number one seed in the country, Oklahoma, four to three in extra innings. And then as if that wasn't enough, they turned it around next game on Friday and they upset Oklahoma state number five in the country. Wow. One. So they went all the way into the, uh, I guess that would be the semifinals, but being a double elimination tournament, they did lose out. They lost their next two, their last one to Oklahoma who got revenge on them, but what a run by uh, James Madison. And then if we want to get specifics player pitcher, uh, I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Odishi Alexander through their entire tournament run, counting their conference tournament. She threw a total of 1,057 pitches and she pitched a total of 64.2 of the team's 73 innings. Uh, that's pretty damn impressive. That is pretty impressive indeed. Yeah. So that's where the shout out had to go this week for me. James Madison softball season's over, but what a run. 
What a run indeed. Magical even. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it was magical, I'm sure, if you were a James Madison fan. Um, <laughs> maybe not if you were a fan in the state of Oklahoma, but <laughs> although maybe not. Uh, the Sooners turned around, they're actually playing for the College World Series uh in in softball as we speak they're playing game two and losing to florida state so they might lose it today but uh yeah exciting stuff in the world of college athletics too uh, any any other sports things you need to get off your chest you want to you want to talk about you want to get out there hmm. any I, buccaneers updates we need to know about um tom brady says knee surgery went good um i heard he said he wasn't even at 100 percent last year that's kind of yeah. a scary thought um yeah that's a <laughs> heck Yikes. of a claim um uh, but no i've been i've been seeing a lot of uh pictures and videos on especially instagram of ha- them having like early practices going to otas um and you know gosh dang i just it, it just makes me happy. These guys like really like playing football together as at least that's how it seems, but, mm-hmm. but I digress. Yeah. I mean, if we want to do updates on our teams, I really have nothing huge new on the Seahawks. Uh, happy to report Russell Wilson is showing up for off season team stuff. Oh, that reminds me of the other thing we need to talk about. Aaron Rodgers did not attend at least the last time I saw his mandatory training days. Yeah, yeah. And these, like you said, these ones are mandatory. That is pretty telling about what's going on in Green Bay right yep. now. I, I am really curious to see what the Packers do. Everybody's been talking about it. They're, they can either offer him a waiver and basically say, it's okay, we understand. Or they can find him like a buttload of money. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it matters what they do. Rodgers is done in Green Bay. That's my feeling here. That's kind of been my feeling all along. This definitely strengthens that uh, suspicion that I have. But it's yeah, Packers fans can't be too thrilled right now. Yeah. Uh, but, man, the Packers are just, like, they're in a bind. Because you think, like, they slap a fine on them and Aaron Rodgers would be like, come on. You that knew just, I wanted out. You guys refused to play ball, and now you're going to find me money. But if they don't find him money, they're like, Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, you pansies. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a They're going to appear lose. soft. Like, yeah, it, it's it's a screwed scenario. But, dang, the Packers, man, I feel for Packers fans because they got to they gotta contend with the very real possibility that – they may never see Aaron Rodgers play in a Packers jersey again. Yeah. Yeah. And when that when their franchise quarterback is is literally one of the greatest of all time, the greatest to do it, that's it, not gotta be a good feeling. I have the Jordan Love years might be here sooner than they would have hoped. Um, and Jordan Love hasn't been looking so hot right now. No, it is just summer workouts at the moment. But if it's not looking great here, I can't imagine it would look a whole lot better come game scenarios. Uh, I don't know. It's been an interesting, tumultuous is maybe the word off season in Green Bay. Uh, but yeah, Rodgers was a no show. And that's, like I said, pretty telling. 
The other thing I think that's interesting that I don't feel like is getting talked about enough is that Jameis Winston very well could be starting for the New Orleans Saints in a <laughs> I few can, short months. I can hear your smile as you say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so if Jameis is starting for the Saints, I think you and me need to make it a Vegas-esque bet, an over-under on how many interceptions the team finishes with next year. I think uh, I do think he'll have less, but less than thirty. I hope so. That being well, yeah, I th- I think less than thirty. I I bet he has. Let's put the let's put the mark at twenty five over under. Under twenty five, I think he has twenty. Uh, okay, if if Jameis starts, I'm gonna just to maybe just to be contentious here, I'll take the over on that. Yeah, I I think you know Bruce Arians has a. a very um, aggressive offense that he runs. And I do think some of the last season with the Buccaneers, some of those interceptions were due to that, but not all of them. Here's the thing. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt in that scenario. The way I look at it is the Saints team is not going to be as good as they were last year. So I think they're going to find themselves trailing in games more often than not. I think Jameis is going to try to play hero ball. Interesting. And, uh, you know, you know what happens when you try to play hero ball sometimes. It uh, backfires in the worst of ways. So, yeah, I'll take over on 25. But the one thing you got to remember, too, is Jameis has something he never really had in Tampa Bay, which is a good running back, which, you know, can, can be a lot. He has Alvin Kamara. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, it, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting, you know, to see if he even starts. I mean, my guess would be he probably will. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I just remembered another call out I had not, a, not as a big one. Um, uh, I don't know if you, so I've talked about Brandon Perna. I've talked about urinating tree. I've talked about, um, I think I've talked about five points vid, but along them along with Tom Grassi and Scooter Magruder, which if you haven't watched um, those guys, very funny but those five youtubers together have a sports podcast called clickbait sports that i um watch not to plug competition i was gonna say you listen to other podcasts i have been seeing other podcasts oh my goodness you're cheating on me (laughs) no um but in i think it's their most latest they i don't think they released another one but in one of the recent ones scooter magruder youtuber dallas cowboys fans had the audacity to say that the Cowboys have the best receiving core in the league. I'm sorry. Um, And and when he was countered with things like, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I might be a little hot on them because of obvious reasons, but he's like, oh my gosh. You should be hot on them. As my team has a better receiver tandem than freaking Dallas. We got DK and Tyler Lockett, man. Get out of here with that Dallas <laughs> stuff. Let me uh let me let me spin you let me spin you what he said here if I can find it. Unbelievable. You know, this does sound you said he was a so, Cowboys fan, right? Yeah. It sounds very typical for Cowboys fans. So he said Mike Evans is equal to Amari Cooper. That he said that CD Lamb is better than Chris Godwin, that Michael Gallup is better than Antonio Brown, who is a non factor. He also said that 
Cowboys are going to go 15 and two. Okay. Uh, three of those four, th- three and a half of those four things were wrong. I think maybe down the road, CD lamb has the potential to be better than uh, Godwin, but the rest of that malarkey, get it out of here. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. How dare you? I, I am. I was so upset when I heard that. Like, I can imagine that one got you seething a little bit as it should have. So to be fair, Amari Cooper, good receiver. Mike Evans, um, very good receiver. But how dare you respect my boy Chris Godwin this way? Well, Chris Godwin has is so dang underrated. And by, to say I feel like so many people to say that Antonio freaking Brown is a non-factor. Yeah. Do you watch football? Yeah. Oh my god. Like the no. man is. Uh, uh, say what you will uh, about his uh, off the field antics. Uh, he is a factor when he steps on the football field. A hundred percent. I could have trained every day for my life and never been, and I will, I would never have been as good of a receiver as Antonio Brown is. Most of us wouldn't be. And then to say Dallas is going to go 15 and two sounds pretty typical, but we will see four weeks in that that won't be correct. So uh Yeah. Okay, that's a good call out too. Um, bad umpires. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> bad umpires, uh, freezing cold takes from YouTubers. Uh, we've called them all out here on the show this week, but we've also, I like to think we've highlighted the good things. Of course, the best again in the sports landscape being Tennessee this week. Uh, maybe again, besides JJ Watt, that's the move of the offseason. So, uh, tip of the cap to the Titans on that one. Any yeah, final think, thoughts before you uh, before we wrap this puppy up? Um, I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Um, so I suppose it's that time to say thank you all for listening. We appreciate your support on the. Wait, I remembered something we need to talk about. We need to talk about the shirts. Uh, okay, uh, that's right. The shirts. How many votes do we have cooking on Twitter right now? That's a great. I am never going to be able to find it. We tweet so much. I'm going to go check as we speak. We'll get it figured out. But uh, yes, if you haven't checked it out yet on Twitter, go to the expansion BU one. Justin was kind enough to draw up some uh, some mock T-shirt designs. We only have four votes still. We're going to need more than that. But it seems like the winner right now is your party like it's 1976 shirt. Is it? Which I would agree. I think that's my favorite one. Uh, but come on, people. I, we made that poll for a week. We've only got 24 hours left on it. Get out there. Let's vote. Let's uh, let's see what shirt you would like to see Justin and I make a reality. Uh, yeah, I kind of forgot about the t-shirts. Clearly, you haven't been plugging it nearly enough. Then. I'm sorry. I will work better to be our uh, our advertising guru. I think uh, we may still have to make some party like it's 1976 shirts regardless. We probably I'm, will. I'm, anyway. I'm kind of proud of that one. We probably will anyway. I have heard some fan support for the uh, the uh, award show you pitched us last week. Yeah? So, uh, who knows? I want to do that so badly. Again, just us sitting in a room, like dressed to the nines, <laughs> with giving out awards to a bunch of people we invited that aren't there uh what are we need to have like action what are we going to give like paper mache trophies no nah, i've I, i've got Flax. a 3d printer at the school oh, we'll, we'll 3d print some uh 
some little trophies. Okay. Well, the first thing we got to think of if we're going to do an award show is categories. Uh, we'll have time to do that, though, throughout the summer and throughout the uh, football season. But uh, who knows? This this uh, award show idea is getting a little bit of traction from the rumblings I'm hearing. So Yeah? Who, who did you hear that from? Was it your mom or Kyle? Uh, if, uh, Kyle was one of them, for sure. Oh, one of them? More than one person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our friend. This is, uh, this is our, unprecedented. Our friend uh, Liz Goose, who listens to the show, said that she oh. liked the idea. Shout so, out to Goose. Uh, we've got at least two in favor of the award show. We'll see. But does Goose follow us at the expansion BU1 to vote on our polls? That's a good question to everybody listening. Do you follow us at the expansion BU1 to not only vote on our polls, but to see the awesome content we tweet at you all of the time. Uh, Maybe not tweet at you, tweet for you. How's that? No, we are aggressive. We are tweeting at you. (laughs) Specifically you. You, You, the listener, listener right now. I I don't know which one of you that you are. I don't know which of our five listeners is listening to this right now, but we're tweeting at you. And you know what? We want to be tweeting at you. We will give you a personalized tweet if you send us a DM on t- on 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 Twitter, say like, "Hey, DMs are like, hey, I heard that you personalize a tweet for me. Do it. We, we and will. We will. So, Kyle, I can't wait to personalize a tweet for you. <laughs> you know it's coming. All right. But anyway, thank you for listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Google, whatever it's called, or you know that can on a string. Which, if it's not already that Jared million dollar app idea podcast player called Can on a String, uh, I uh, just was trademark. thinking, I was just thinking that we need to get like two actual cans, put them on a string as like a decoration, uh, and we need to write party like it's 1976 on them. Oh, that should have been a t shirt, like two cans on a string, yeah. Or if you want to get you know punny with it, it could be the birds, two cans hanging out on a string, no takers. I, I, that one went over my head. All right. Well, and I tried. I tried to be funny. It's time to close oh, it, it down. Could be, it could be like a shirt where it's like, it looks like you're wearing them around your neck like headphones. Interesting. Interesting. Look at this. Uh, new ideas coming to light live on the show. Oh, man, we're just, we're too good. Too good at these amazing ideas. Now, if only one of us was artistically gifted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, you, you tried to close uh, the show down twice now to no avail. You want to give it a third shot here? Yes. Uh, thank you all for listening again. Uh, please, you know, tweet at us. Let us know what you're thinking. We would love your suggestions. Uh, you know, what would you like to listen to? What would your friends like to listen to? We'd like to get more people in. But, you know, we're doing, you know, we're just vibing here. We're, we're doing what we like, but we want to hear what you like and what you don't like. Um, so shoot us a tweet, shoot us a text, shoot us a message, whatever. Um, but Jared, never forget. Party like it's 1976.